Welcome to Future Docs Podcast. My name is Dr. Pedron Mizani. I'm the Chief Clinical Officer at AC Medical and your co-host of Future Docs Podcast. And I'm your other co-host, Cody Fan, a healthcare writer and editor at AC Medical. As always, I invite you all to watch the video form of this podcast by visiting youtube.com forward slash acmedical.org. Today's episode, number 27, clinical rotations during bottleneck season. We discussed heavily avoiding the bottleneck season. But if I am now looking for last minute rotations, how do I make the most out of it, Dr. Mazzani? Yes, you know, the bottleneck season typically is June, July, August, September, sometimes into October. And what happens is, you know, it's right before ERAS application season where programs can download applications and review them. But also every July, what happens? Residency starts. And when residency starts, that means our senior residents have left the program and brand new residents are now in charge of the hospital and their brand new patients at outpatient clinics. And, you know, so it creates a significant vacuum and it makes it quite challenging. So during these bottleneck seasons, it could be a fantastic time to learn and, and how supervisors manage during a chaotic time in, in every residency program across the country. Best way to make the most of your rotations in a bottleneck season is number one, to just not have a specific expectation as you go to these clinical rotations and just take it as it comes because that's the beauty about these experiences. That's why it's called an experience. So be flexible, you know, valuable, and be a great team player. Be positive and be uh, adjustable to whatever is demanded of you and of the clinic and of the hospital and of the residency. Next, you know, everybody who is doing these clinical rotations that is going through AC Medical, I would say the greater majority, almost 100%, are looking for letters of recommendation. Not for it to be handed to them, but, you know, they, they'll work for it, but they expect it at the end. And it's a, it's a huge letdown if you're ever told no, that you cannot get a letter of recommendation. Thankfully, that barely ever happens. But what does happen, which is equally as disappointing, is when the letter of recommendations are delayed. And when the letters of recommendation are delayed, might as well not even, you know, promise that individual to upload because, you know, we're relying on it. And if we don't get that letter, then that's, you know, that's problematic, especially if you're getting pretty close to September 29th for the 2022 match season. So the best way to make the most out of the 2022 match season right before it starts, and if you're doing clinical rotations, is to work yourself up to earning a letter of recommendation. So as of day one, work for it. You know, speak with the attending physicians about you know, what you're willing to bring to the this rotation. ACGME core competencies. Uh, understand what the expectation of the of the physician is, even if they don't tell you. Just tell them, look, I know that you want to see, you know, me be able to provide great patient care when I'm in residency. I know you want to see signs of leadership in in what I do. I know that you want to see me show my knowledge about the US healthcare system. And these are the ways that I'm going to do it. And so maybe it's not going to be in exact those words, but when a physician sees that type of go-getter mentality and care, then it sets a really good tone for what the rest of that rotation is going to bring. So even when things do get tough, then the physician is going to be a lot more flexible and, and they'll go out of their way, you know, to, to get a letter of recommendation for you right before you leave and, you know, provide a little bit more opportunity for you. And then I think the third thing that you could do to get the most out of your clinicals during the busy season is during the bottleneck season is to make sure you walk away with a letter of recommendation in hand. Because if you don't, 
you know, anything can happen. And I, that which, which, which means you shouldn't waive your right to see your letter of recommendation either. Those are just some of the, the recommendations that we have. And stemming from your response there, as mentioned before, one of the key issues about the ball next season is the demand for these LORs. If I do earn one and it's generic, how much time do I have to make changes? Can I even request any at that point? Great question. And I think that, you know, to, that's why, A, don't waive your right to see a letter of recommendation. B, expect it to be generic. And the reason for that, uh, why you should expect it to be generic, is because a good letter of recommendation takes know, three, four hours to write. If a physician is really an educator, if an attending is an educator, they've been doing this for years, you know, they probably have hundreds of requests every year for letters of recommendation. And, you know, they don't have four or 500 hours to write letters of recommendation, especially all when it comes down to right before September 29th. So, you know, they may require a little bit of assistance. They may be, you know, really proud and they may not ask for assistance. And you may just want to say, hey, can I, can I just give you an outline of, of what I've done? And maybe you could, you know, maybe that will kind of speed things up a little bit. Let's say that you get this letter of recommendation because you're going to waive it, right? Again, and you see mistakes in there or you see that it is generic. If you're a member of AC Medical, we have a letter of recommendation analysis service uploaded and we'll take a look at it. We'll analyze it and we'll see, you know, what are some of the changes that needs to be made. And, and then at that point, you can decide whether it's something that you would like to change or you would like the physician to change, but kind of leave the opportunity open with the physician that, look, may I come back if I have some minor changes? Can I come back and request it? Ask that first and ask him, how would you like me to communicate that with you? Establish that, you know, before you get the document finalized and they'll really appreciate that. So kind of walk through those scenarios with the attending before you leave the clinical rotation. If you happen to not get it all finalized before the rotation is done and they do change it, they do change it. If it's approached properly, I would say probably 75% of the attendings do change it. There is about 25% that just, you, you won't be able to get in touch with them for And that's, uh, you know, that's, that's just a shame. How does two to three rotations right before the application deadline actually help my overall application? If you're a graduate, most likely you've been, you know, so focused on USMLEs and life and family that, you know, right now is, 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 you know, crunch time. And so you're now doing your clinical rotations before your application is certifiable and, and you're just trying to squeeze in those last minute rotations. And what they're good for is, you know, they will come up as some of the top entries on your ERS application on the work. Number two is the, the, the letters of recommendation that you could earn as a result. And number three, rotations are, are required by majority of residency programs, if not all of them. They verbalize it one way or another about how it's required. Some will, you know, point blank tell you, you know, we require six months of U.S. clinical experience if you're a medical graduate or, you know, three months or two months or one year. At Morehouse, it was one year. That's how much we required. And we wanted the majority of it to be outpatients. So, you know, that's how it can help. But you shouldn't really stop with your rotations. You should really let it continue into, you know, I would probably recommend if you're a graduate, I would recommend one to two months in October, November, and then do another month in probably January. And if you could make those audition rotations, that's even better because then you'll be around decision makers and, and audition rotations are, are really important when it comes to being considered for, to be put on, you know, higher on the rank order list. That concludes this week's episode, clinical rotations during bottom next season. Of course, a lot of what we've shared today is just things and topics to keep in mind. We do strongly recommend that you still continue rotations, as Dr. Mazzani just mentioned, leading up to your application and thereafter. And as always, I invite you all that are listening to watch the video form of our 
podcast today by joining us on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash AC Medical Org. And, you know, to all of you who are participating in the match, whether you're a medical student or a graduate, clinical rotations are, are essential. That's what, that's what residency is all about. Clinical rotations. It's a set of 12 or 13 clinical rotations per year and successfully completing them and passing all of the ACGME core competency milestones is what gets you to a PGY2 to a PGY3, hopefully to a chief resident. And so to be able to establish that before residency starts is the right thing to do. That's what U.S. seniors do, and that's what you know you should be doing as well. So with that, if you have any questions, we're here to answer them for you. Uh, email us at podcast at acmedical.org or visit us at acmedical.org, our website. And as always, thank you for your time, Dr. Mazzani, and to our future docs, listeners, and viewers, we will catch you next week. Thank you so much, Cody, and thank you for all the listeners and, and viewers. We'll see you next time.